I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we are going to get into the LeBron Tops Chrome PSA 10 sales. We're going to talk about last weekend's playoff games and what those mean for cards. We're going to talk about, we're going to do Q&A, right? We're mm-hmm. going to do Q&A. We, uh, mm-hmm. we haven't done this in a minute, so figured we'd, uh, we'd take some questions live from Twitter and Instagram. We'd, we'd hit those. And then uh, big release week, so we'll get into some of those. So I uh, figure we'll start it off with the, with the Topps Chrome PSA 10. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, there's been... If you're paying attention, there's PWCC auction that ended, I believe, last night. Um, but I actually just opened up eBay, and I'm going to share my screen here. Um, and it looks like there was a 30K buy it now last night as well, which just wanted to, I guess, kind of call light to it. It feels like over the last week, LeBron stuff, obviously with Jordan, the Jordan PSA 10, PSA 9s, PSA 8s have all been seeing a tremendous rise um, in sale price, and, and LeBron seems to be cruising with it. Um, I believe as well as is it the two two one as well? Is that the jersey one? That's tops. Yeah, that's that's tops. Yeah, that that card, the first edition one, it seems to be also going. Um, and so. You know, I don't know if you guys have thoughts, Lou, Ryan. I think what we're seeing here from my my purview is really some of these legends, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. I think it was Ken Golden put out that tweet that was kind of like kind of pre those guys. There's not much maybe from the international markets as much of, of interest. But even so, on maybe some of the more institutional money, some of the, the VC money or family office money that might be coming in to purchase these things as store of value. These are my gut, the first places that they're going to the, the rookies of those legends. And while for a lot of people, these are very high price points comparatively. So to other investments that similar institutions or, or financial um, vehicles might be me deploying against, they're not. So, and I think that that's where we're seeing a lot of the, the price action happening there i'm not sure if you guys have um thoughts as well as uh, watching lebron last night i mean the guy is going to be in the running for mvp again he's he's just dynamite they are the number one seed in the uh west their team is good and we could be staring down another lebron james championship and and as they definitely should not have blown a 19 point lead yeah they they should not have but steph curry is was i mean dude he's legend um but i uh, yeah this is a this card has been pretty up and down the last year i mean this card had a, a pretty big run-up when everything else did like when the market got hot during you know COVID the first time like that end of july early august period last year right around the national right the national got canceled but mm. right around when it was supposed to be got went up real high i don't do you remember how high it got it, last time it, 23 it ran, i think no it it really ran to like 15, 16, 
and and then that was kind of like peak and then it actually dropped and hit like a floor of around nine nine five ten there was like one or two sales a couple sales sub 10 but that's kind of where it settled back in at and since then it's just been really going yeah i mean i think the big thing for me is like let's go back two months what's today the 19th so two months ago you know there was 11 five sale on ebay as a yeah, as a as a auction with 34 bids i mean this is a you know f- double up in a, a two-month period i just uh, yeah i don't know I, uh, I, this doesn't intrigue me in terms of like a from an asset like that i would purchase i'm i'm this is not up my alley i'm not one to probably drop 30k on a lebron card so i'm not sure i'm the right uh the right audience for it but with a card of that volatility i definitely think it's a safe play long term but is it safe at 15 or is it safe at 30 i don't know um typically like lou's made this point before and i think it's so well taken if you're buying a lebron at 30k you're not super worried about the if like if you're buying it and you're paying for it and and you're not super worried about that card 10 years from now because you're not buying it to flip next week you're Mm -hmm. buying it to sell 25 years from now um which is i I know what something lou always brings up and i think that's a fair point um yeah i think it's interesting where you say um and i've been thinking about this talking about this in different areas of stuff but it's almost hard for maybe someone like yourself who's been around who's probably transacted that card both on the buy and sell side around a thousand dollars two thousand dollars you know like at volume cheaper than even cheaper than that i mean since you've seen it you've probably seen that card go for seven hundred eight hundred dollars sometimes that knowledge and that information can almost block or or make you hesitant at the current price point it's almost like someone that take bitcoin for example someone that was messing around and interested in bitcoin buying it and selling it when it was six thousand seven thousand eight thousand dollars you know now having their gut like oh my gosh i messed that up blah, blah, blah. or it's not interesting at something like a 30 or you know thirty five thousand dollar because they they know so much a, a year ago i posted this on instagram yesterday a year ago, I traded a Luca Tiger Stripe PSA 10, which at the time was about 9200 for a Giannis Silver Min Gem, right? It's right there, Ty. Yep. So I traded the Giannis Silver Min Gem and the LeBron Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 9. The Giannis at the time was a private sale at 4500 That was the comp we used. The LeBron was a forty six or forty seven fifty on eBay. So 4700 for a refractor PSA 9. And... Now you're, I mean, that I think the last LeBron refractor sale was 24K, 23K. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's such a, a crazy rise long term. It's like, it's hard to say, you know, when you get the LeBron refractor at that value, it's like to pay 5X on that for a LeBron Tops Chrome 10 is just seems uh, something I'm not, like I said, it just, it's kind of like a sticker shock almost. Not saying yeah. it's not, you know, right. It's just yeah, different. Totally. And it's almost, um uh people someone was mentioning like um you know cost basis and if you I was reading an instagram comment somewhere like well i bought one at 20 so if i buy another one then my average cost goes up and it's almost like your your a lot of times prior knowledge can be detrimental to future decisions based on like just either blocking your gut or fresh perspectives can sure. be can be you know, interesting. And you don't know new pockets or new money coming in or, 
you know, in the same way, the reverse, but, but it's interesting to sometimes you got to remove like your, your prior understanding and see things anew. And I, that's what I'm thinking about with the, the LeBron card, especially as you keep watching them. I mean, the guy just, we're going to have space jam hit all the stuff he's doing off the court. Still going to have multiple years. I mean, three years from now, yeah. he could, he, we talk about that a lot. Like we've talked about that on many episodes. How about re- relevancy matters, right? Being in the news, being, uh, you know, just relevant is, is going to play a factor. That's why when like, you know, Mahomes is in the off season and like we said, if he's not doing anything, you don't see him. His stuff's going to be a little bit lower than when he's, you know, slinging behind the back touchdown passes to Tyree kill and practice. And you're like, Oh man, this guy's going to be amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different, but LeBron's always going to be relevant. He's so much more vocal off the court than Jordan ever was. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah, he's, al- just so he's much always more media too. LeBron's gotta be top five, top 10 most recognizable human beings on earth. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just, he's known everywhere. He's, yeah. It just, his legacy is, is cemented and he, you know, at this rate, it looks like he's still continuing to, to build on it. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the card long-term. If you're asking me if I'm going to buy one, no, I'm mm-hmm. just, it's just not for me. It doesn't intrigue me at all. Yep. Um, I have some other cooler bronze, but that do, doesn't do anything for me at, at that price. I hear you. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little football. We lost Lou here. If you're watching, you know, if you're listening, you don't know, but I don't know. Lou's been, uh, I feel like Lou's like, he was game time decision with potentially, he had a little stomach issue, maybe had like a little pregame, um, wasn't feeling too hot. He came out, tried to go. The ankle wasn't feeling too good. He's back in the locker room right now. We're not sure. He's questionable to return. Questionable return, I mean, I might say. Um, football this weekend. Four good games, four sick games. And uh, what'd you think? Give me a little bit of breakdown. Um, we'll start I'm, here. I'm, we'll we'll start gonna... here because we're just gonna bounce around. Baker, I thought. I mean, Baker had the biscuit to to drive down and win the game, and I thought. I thought they were gonna, gonna, gonna get it. weird. I thought yep. things were gonna get weird. I thought they were gonna do it. Yep, I I for sure thought they were gonna do it. Um, you know, I, I've said all along, I I love Mahomes. He's probably he's my favorite player. I I would love to see him win again. I think it's like. You're going to get Mahomes is already there, but he's going to continue to get the Brady treatment if he wins this early. I mean, you're talking about if he goes to the Super Bowl again, you're talking they should have went the first year, the year he won MVP. They didn't. But at that point, he would have two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl MVP, an MVP. I mean, he's going to be probably second in MVP voting this year. Um, I just behind Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers is going to win it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Two things I noticed from this weekend. The first thing is, is I'm like, I got to eat my words about Josh Allen. I got to, have to, right? Uh, you know, I said earlier, you know, last year, I said, I was like, what the hell are you buying Josh Allen for? You know, are you betting on him to win a Super Bowl? Or are you betting on him to MVP? I'm not betting on him to win either, but they're good, man. They're going to be good. They're they're going to be the favorites to win that division. Yeah, he's good. So that's on me. Um, you know, definitely didn't see him play enough and... He, he's the real deal. Uh, he's he's good, man. Like yeah. I watched him play, and he's he, he's he's good. So I'm a, I'm super optimistic about Josh Allen's future. I don't like the Bills. I'm a Patriots fan. I don't like the Bills at all. I'm sure you're not a Bills fan, being a Jets guy. Um, so I'm definitely 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 not rooting for him. But he let's he stay looks there good. on that convo because I think we went and, and Jason. I think there's a good clip to bring up from last uh, episode. But we really talked about 
we talked about Josh Allen versus Lamar uh, card and and floor versus kind of ceiling and what would happen if if Josh won. You know, where would we see Lamar's card go from a, a downturn and where would we see Josh's go? You know, we I kind of had the approach of Josh has a higher upside because he hasn't gotten some of these accolades. And I think that immediately after the game, we're going to see that and feel that. I don't think we're going to see the drop off that we would have seen if if Josh played uh, not as well. Um, but I think we're going to start to see people. I mean, people are talking about the Bills. Now they have a going to be a tough game that they got next week. Um, but to be said, like he's legit. And I think going into the off season, there are more questions about the future of Lamar Jackson than there are about Josh Allen. Sure. They're also in a much easier division. Who's that? Uh, Lamar East is no, the bills, the bills. Yeah. I mean like the Browns, Ravens and Steelers all made the playoffs. Right, like that's a good division. If if the Bengals get weapons in a line, like you know, they could be decent. I, I like Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a tough division. Dolphins, you're not really sure about. Is two of the guy? Are they going to trade for Watson? You know, that kind of discussion came up that Watson would go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense, the Jets don't look great. Patriots don't look great either. Like you know, the AFC East has got to be the Bills for the foreseeable future. Um, so. Yeah, that, that's one thing I noticed. But the other thing that stood out to me is just, you know, bigger picture. Two legends versus two upcoming stars. And one of each is going to play for the Super Bowl. Like, you're not going to get Brady versus Rodgers in the Super Bowl like you could if he was still on the Patriots. You're going to get a young superstar in Mahomes or Josh Allen. One of those two is playing for it all. And then the two, two of the GOATs, two of the best three quarterbacks in the last 15 years are playing for a shot to go to you know to go to the Super Bowl. Brady trying to prove that he's you know it wasn't Bill Belichick. He's got some superstars there. Let's be honest. And then Rodgers trying to get there without any first round offensive skill position since he's been drafted. Like I, I'm I'm there's a lot of storylines going into it. like who needs it more, Rodgers or Brady? Rodgers has got one. Brady's got multiple, but Brady always had Bill Belichick. Who wants, who needs it more, right? And in the same breath, who needs it more for, you know, Josh Allen and Mahomes? You would likely say Josh Allen because Mahomes has already done so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Josh Allen to be that answer. I'm, uh, Lou and I have been very upfront about that. We don't want Josh Allen to go. Um, but yeah, I just, the storyline about the the future generation versus, you know, what we would assume is the past at this point with Rodgers and Brady. Um, one of those... One of those matchups being there, I'm, I can't freaking wait. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Now that I think about this, I hope it's Brady Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady Mahomes. It's the me too, because I because I kind of called it, and and it's gonna be that. Yeah, Brady. But Mahomes. it's really almost like a consolidation of legends versus a diversification of legends, is what I would say. Is you know, if we get the Brady Mahomes, it's like, I mean, the NFL is just clamoring. For that Brady just goes to another echelon of of unreal. That would be huge. The, that is by now that I think about that, that there's not a better matchup than Brady versus Mahomes. The passing the torch, man. The guy that has been the best for so long. I mean, his 14th title, a uh, conference championship game. 14th. He's played 21 years. Yeah. And then There's, Mahomes, the guy that's had so much success early on that people compare to Brady. I mean, that would be. I think awesome. Brady is the biggest miss 
for me in the last three years in cards. Because I, I, I don't even know if I ever searched for a Tom Brady card. I don't even know if I ever looked up what was good with a Tom Brady card. And, I mean, he's, if you're talking about a long-term card to hold, like his true rookie, he's got another couple years in him. They're going to be better. That kid Smith was unreal on defense. And you know, he's got talent all around him. But Jason, thank you. Jason, drop this in real quick. A little, back it up a little bit. Lamar Price for his, is his base prism, Jason? This is his, his rookie yeah. card. Dropped from 875 to 685. It was selling for post game. Josh Allen, base PSA 10, went from 910 pregame to 995. It's hovering around a $1,000 card. Month ago, Josh Allen was 450. Jason's referencing here. So it just kind of goes to show, I think we'll see Lamar continue to continue to drip down. I mean, look, I, I swore I wouldn't um, bet against him again after that scramble in, uh, in the wild card round when he came out of nowhere. But, I mean, he missed a couple balls over the weekend that it was just like, it, it would be tough to see him win it. It would be hard to see the improvement that he needs to improve to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion, from a throwing quarterback position. Um, I just want to point out that, hi guys, I'm here. Um, I want to point out that Tom Brady was a $1,700 card this time last year. And that card is the Bowman Chrome. Yeah. And that card is now a $12,500 card. So the the Legends thing, uh, Tyler, I'm with you, by the way, because I was looking at, I actually did, I took the (laughs) step that you didn't take to look and I was like, nah. Which is the dumbest thing of all time. So obvious. It's the so legends, obvious. The Legends thing is so obvious, and it's so upsetting. Um, I miss a LeBron thing, so I won't jump in on that. But as far as the Super Bowl goes, I think the idea... I think the the Brady-Mahomes Super Bowl is really awesome. I also think a Rodgers-Allen Super Bowl is really awesome, too, because it's like gunslingers. And like that is cool. And that could be like a shootout Super Bowl. And that's a pretty good concept as much and as I hate Josh Allen. you have Mahomes Rogers for the State Farm Bowl. <laughs> that would be, that, yeah. There's a State Farm's got to like, be dying for that to happen. <laughs> the only people who thought about that until today was Ryan and the State Farm marketing <laughs> team. Yeah, they're like <laughs> clamoring. They got to send, uh, what's his name? Um, who is the dude that gets hit by the car? Oh, man. What's his name? They call him... Uh, like misery or something. I don't know. They got to get them on the field. That's all state, bro. Ah, uh, that's state. their competitor. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Those are good commercials. Listen, it is. Chris Paul should commercials. be there too. And Carlton yeah. from. Yeah. I was just thinking about how I'm stacking Michael Porter Jr. 10s over here. Meanwhile, I didn't even look at a Brady card. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 1700 is pretty crazy though. 1700 for so, a base to 12K is a lot. Yeah. Who, who, who are you picking this weekend? Who are you picking? What's Super Bowl matchup? A week I, I got Brady Chiefs. This is what yeah, I'm uh, sticking with my me original too. guns. Bucks, Bucks Chiefs for sure. That dude Bear. Smith is a player. I mean, on defense, middle linebacker for the Bucks. What's his name? You mean uh, Devin White or Levante David? There's two. Dudes. Is his last name White? I keep calling yeah. him Smith. White. Yeah. The guy who had two picks. Devon White. The De- Devin just White. Everywhere. The kid from LSU. Monster. Yeah, Levante David and Devin White. Devin, Devin White. East. East. White Smith. White Smith. Yeah, monster. Um, cool. That uh, yeah, Bucks. <laughs> Bucks Chiefs. Yeah, we'll, uh, you tell me any of those teams win this weekend, I'd be like, damn, that's gonna be a good Super Bowl. 
Yeah, we're set up really well regardless. The best you know four teams are left. The best four teams are here, and the best four teams are going to fight it out to see who's, who, who the real best team is. So for sure. I think Chris Godwin has a monster game in him. He's been dropping balls. He dropped that tutty before half. He's typically surefire. Brady's going to keep going to him. I think he's got a monster game in him. Antonio Brown's hurt a little bit, it feels like, seems like. Um, but it's gonna, it's they just be tweeted before we went live that it was nothing serious. I like the nothing serious. Should we get into uh, get into a little Q and A here? Can I ask you a quick question? Would you rather I, have a LeBron base nine or a Brady base ten? Uh, Bowman or Tops? Like, give me give, sorry, Tops, Tops Chrome, Chrome, Tops Chrome, LeBron PSA nine, which is around seventy five, or uh, Brady ten for twelve. So, Lou, let's, let me ask you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that. Would you yep. rather have a LeBron Topps Chrome 9.5 at 11.5, 12 idea. grand, or yeah. the Brady Bowman Chrome PSA 10? Which yeah. would you rather? 9.5 or, or a 10. I'm asking you guys. LeBron. Personally, if you're asking me personally. I'm asking, I'm answering it only in terms of value. Yeah, what's, what's the best use of your money? LeBron. LeBron. Interesting. LeBron. That's very, very interesting. LeBron. Yeah. I would say Brady, but that's very, very interesting. Really? Why? Uh, because a top two quarterback of all time is like really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The PSA 10 is the brand, so I understand that that's the And it's a pop ten fifty. Brady's. I gotta get Let's wait for the offseason. They'll, they'll go down again. I, I I, I think the LeBron PGS nine five gem mint being four you know fourteen thousand dollars below a PSA ten seems like a value. If if you're telling me this LeBron card is here to stay and these prices are sustainable and they're gonna stay a year from now, then that seems like a value. PSA is the card I understand that, but a nine five gem mint on Beckett for under half. I would take the Beckett 9.5 at the value. Of the LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh, I got to get some Brady. Um, we're getting some pings from producer in the background. Are we going to talk about Ryan's big weekend? Let's talk about it. Let's discuss. What a pull. It's out here pulling heat, Ryan. Give us a little a little lowdown your weekend. Long yeah. weekend. Gets comfy in the shop. It was wild. Um, so we started off with... Friday night we were in some uh some some breaks and one of the last breaks we ran of the night had a box of impeccable football in it we were wrapping up the break and I mean this monster pops out man I've been searching for one of these for a minute I uh, haven't been like searching too hard but it's one of, it's one of those cards just in the, you know on your mind like hey I'm going to get one of these at some point uh, Mahomes Super Bowl auto him holding the 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 Lombardi trophy on card auto I mean it's I mean, right in my face. It was beautiful. Um, I mean, it, it's just like they always say that's the hardest part about bringing a breaker. You know, I see some pretty cool cards anymore. Um, so not not a whole lot. I'm like, dude, this like we pull some cool stuff, but I'm not like I got to have it. This is one of those ones. I'm like, shoot, now I got to go buy one. Now I, now I got now I got to go buy one. It's like a three thousand dollar card, right? Last one did four K. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Um so that was cool Friday night, came in Saturday, busy day Saturday, but uh, uh, nothing crazy. Then we come in Sunday, 
Um, one of our regulars comes in. Uh, his name's Jordan. Super nice guy. He uh, he came in, decided to rip a box of Immaculate. There's a video posted on my Instagram page um, if, if you want to check it out. Um, you know, we always have a rule in shop with Immaculate. I do it. I do it. Anytime I break, I, I uh, you know, I go by this little rule. This is like a, I live by this rule type moment where if you flip a box open like Immaculate or Flawless or something like this, when you flip the cards over, typically the bottom card is the card you're looking for. So you can never peek, right? It ruins the whole purpose of the box if you know what the logo or the player is in the bottom because you're you're going one card at a time and anticipating it. So as he flips it over right here, for those listening, we're watching the video. As he flips it over, you can see there's Pelicans, but nobody looked. I mean, I've got my head in the air. I've got the camera on the cards, but my head's in the air. No one looks. You can't look. That's the rule. So then he flips it over, uh, and then he goes and, like, goes card by card real slow. I mean, this is a $2,200 $2, box. So I'm nervous, and it's not mine. And there's only six <laughs> cards in here. I'm like, dude, come on. And he's got, you know, Rodney Hood Auto and Kobe White Jersey and then Anthony Simons, and I'm like, yuck. And then he starts peeling this card back a little bit. The last card, he starts peeling it. And I'm like, that looks like the top of Zion. And then you see Zion. And then it's out of 10. And th- I mean, dude, we are screaming. I- the boys are absolutely oh buzzing God. in this video. They are <laughs> out buzzing. Out of 10. All right. So, so, Ryan, give me a quick breakdown. So, so this pack, you, you were moving retail for $2,200. Yeah, $2,200. It's got six cards. Um and what do you? What would you say fair market on that that poll is? I've had a million people reach out. I've heard somebody say you know fifteen, and I've heard fifty. Raw? If you had thousand, yeah. Someone offered fifty thousand dollars for that card raw. No, that's what the idea is that it could be worth. I see. Okay. That I've that I've heard. I um, thought it was like twenty five raw. That's still insane. That, I, like, if you're asking me, I think it's around. Uh, Ty, can you go back to Instagram? Show the next slide. It's got that picture on it. The my previous post. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm thinking. Um, what I'm currently thinking about is like being at the Borgata on a Friday night, and your boy puts like ten on a number on a roulette it's, table, and it hits, and he wins like you know six hundred bucks or something, and, and the boys are just buzzing. <laughs> Dude, it to was so crazy. Three to twenty five um, is crazy. Yeah, that was uh. Awesome. That's a good time around right. the it shop. Was, it was great. The other thing that I thought was really cool uh, is I saw – so there's a card account that's really cool that posts old breaks and stuff. It's called Card Porn. Uh, they post some really cool stuff every now and then. They reposted the video. A lot of people did, uh, but Card Porn reposted it. And I was on Twitter last night, and I saw – uh, Nat Turner reposted Card Porn's video on Twitter. And that to me is like I, – I, I love Nat. I, I, I'm – like it, it's kind of like a fanboy moment is I, I mm-hmm. Nat's so cool. Um, and one of the, you know, my like idols in the hobby is just what is Nat. So he reposted it and said, you know, love this reaction. Like, I gotta remember what the tweet said, but he reposted it and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that was, that, that's the biggest poll I've ever seen live. So oh, yeah. that's amazing. That's it was fun. nuts. Well, congrats on that. Well deserved. And keep doing your thing. Now on to some Q and A. All right, so I'm going to pop open our – we threw a little something out on uh, Instagram and on Twitter, I believe. Um, Instagram, at Card Talk Pod, same deal on Twitter. And we have some questions. What we'll do, boys, is just go on a little, like, round table. We won't go too, too, too deep. We'll try to keep them moving. Um, and let's see. Here we go. There's a bunch of – so 
I think this is worth pointing out. There's a bunch of good questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, My first question is going to be uh, thoughts on investing into PSA nines instead if you can't afford tens. Yes. Absolutely. We Luke? talk about we've we've talked about this with a lot of things, but the concept is the same. It's no different than the argument that when the main card becomes so expensive, i.e. the Jordan PSA 10 Fleer rookie, you start looking at the Jordan sticker rookie or the second year Jordan rookie or the second year Jordan Fleer. Like you find the alternative. So when Brady Chrome gets too high, you go to the Brady Bowman or when the LeBron tops Chrome 10 gets too high, you go to the LeBron tops or the LeBron Bowman, you find an alternative. It's the same concept with tens versus nines. The average consumer can't, it gets, gets priced out of the main card. So you find a second alternative alternative. I was buying LeBron tops nines, the same argument. I bought six of them. I remember buying four of them off of a friend at a show in January last year, the end of January, a year ago today, I bought four LeBron tops PSA nines at 165 a piece. Yeah. I, uh, so on video, what I did here is I just pulled up, um, Zion Williamson. I just searched and I do this a lot of times. No specific product, no specific car, just a player. Zion Williamson PSA nine. I go to sold and I just scroll and and this gives me an idea. Okay, what product is selling a bit the most? What are the price points? But I think a good way to think about this is simply put: if you remove everything, which is good, like I think a lot of number and analytical people do this, where remove all all of kind of describers or things that might block just looking at the numbers. Just generic. Right? Like, don't, yeah, exactly. As broad as possible. So like card A. Yep. Right? Just call it card A, not Zion Williamson select PSA 10 or Zion. And then you're able to just think about percentages, right? And when you're talking about margins and growth or what have you, but if a card goes up 20%, a card goes up 20%. No matter, like if it's a PSA 10, it's a PSA 20% is 20%. And when you have a budget of $100 and you can get that to dollars 20%, $20, 20% is 20%. If you have $1,000 and you get that to $1,200, it's still 20%. And it, I think it helps because it is there is FOMA. We, we just sat here and talked about a $30,000 card and a LeBron James rookie. Right. And here you are. Great hobby, welcoming hobby for everyone. You should buy a LeBron James rookie card. Okay. It's $30,000. 99.9% of people do not have the means to go out and just execute on something like that. But what you've done uh, and just building towards it is try to remove all that and just play your percentages. And so to answer that, yes, PSA 9, there's growth in those pockets and areas. And as the tens go up, the nines will follow suit. And I think the other point here is, why is it a nine? Did the grader have a bad day? And I don't mean that at any grading company. It's just these are humans grading these cards, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody had a bad day. You might not do very well in your order. It's not impossible. Again, it's it's human, right? So what's going on in somebody's life? Did they bring that into work? Like, you know, you, you just don't know what's going on. So some cards might be undergraded. Some cards might be overgraded. We talk about that a lot with buy the card, not the grade. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I, I I, I for sure think there's opportunity in nines uh, compared to tens. I just even nines and nine fives. It's just when you get a gem min or you get a you know a perfect rating, like 
on a grade that that just brings such a premium Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm just scrolling here for video just to show i mean there's a full page yeah like this is all yesterday this is all yesterday scroll up right there that's that's a great example there's a 217 and a 200 dollar zion prism base base rookie that's a 700 dollar psa 10 that's less than a third of the price. There mm-hmm. is ext- you, there's no way you can argue that there's not value there if you believe in the PSA 10 at the current price. Mm-hmm. Even if you believe at the current if you believe that PSA 10's at 500, you're still under half. Yeah. Yeah. Lou, nope. um I don't think that <clears throat> applies with Zion because there are approximately 14 gazillion Zion 10s. And there's approximately 28 gazillion Zion 9s. So I don't think that same lesson applies with Zion specifically. But Fair. I agree with you when – I agree with – I generally agree that 9s play, right? Uh, specifically, they play a lot with a lot of the prospecting stuff because people want to buy cards for 40 to $80 and they want to sell them for 100 to $140. And so that's where I think those things play. But it's you, that's where tools like Card Ladder or Market Movers – uh, come into play where you, and checking PSA reports and all that stuff. You have to just do your research and understand like, all right, realistically, if there's X number of tens and Y number of nines, how much is, what's my upside on this card? And you have to do it. And then you have to check other cards that are similar like that, right? Like you could say, all right, what's the realistic upside of a Luca nine for uh, of a Zion nine, taking a look at Luca nines and understanding train nine, like, and you have to just do all of that. And that all comes with time and understanding how this stuff moves around. And that quite frankly, will never You'll never know that until you go through the cycle a few times. So um, all that stuff helps. But nines play in the right situations. Zion not being one of them. You know where I think nines play in the right situation? Pokemon. Yeah, because it's so rare. Tens are impossible. So like the tens are always going to be a premium. There's got to be some sort of a... uh, a discrepancy between the nine and the tens. I remember looking for a Charizard nine, the first edition Shadowless nine, because I thought the discrepancy was so, you know, so severe between the nine and the ten. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, when it comes to rare stuff, absolutely nines and eights play, right? Sevens even, depending on what it is. But when I'm talking about ultra modern, quote unquote, the new PSA term, ultra modern, uh, and these cards that have you know six, five, six figure tens. Uh, uh, f- uh, four yeah. or five figure ten populations. The the nines start to get interesting at that point. So yeah, because eventually, like supply is just so high. Like like the tiger ten, the tiger upper deck. Yeah, 10. and even They're- Zion's like going. Th- the reason why I reckon so negatively to Zion because at this current moment, Zion's going through a little bit of a dip. So that's the situations where you can you can catch yourself a little bit. Like I think PSA tens at seven hundred is preposterous. I think five hundred is a little bit more in play. Um, and same thing with like Luca, Luca ran into a scenario recently, like we haven't talked about it here, but like Luca was up around 1800 and there was zero buyers at 1800 and the card went all the way down to, I, I sold five of them at 1450 each. Like that's pretty interesting, right? Like that at a certain point, that was the first time I felt the pop of a Luca, uh, versus his performance level and, and selling level, not equating and the price dropping. It was pretty interesting to see. I don't know many cards that aren't down that were of superstars that, especially in basketball, that aren't down from like the PSA 10s. Like where a lot of that stuff started at the start of the season, Trey, Luca, Zion, Jaw. It seems like a lot of that stuff was down. I saw 
an account the other day on Instagram. It might've, it might've been slap, our, our guys at slab stocks. Um, but it looks like a lot of that stuff has just supply is so high. Like, are there really 14,000, 15,000, 16,000 end consumers that want the Luca PSA 10? I think there, I think there are, but it's, it, the, the volume of trading isn't there at that price. I think, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have, I don't think it has the heat to be trading at $1,800 seven times a day. You know what I mean? Like preseason Luca, there was a Luca that went off at twenty at twenty one hundred dollars on August eighth, on August twelfth, and it's down to sixteen twenty five on eBay now. Like it's just tough to sustain those numbers, and that's why I think you have to be careful when it comes to nines and tens of Supermodern. That's all. Aligned. Lou, you got a question? You want me to pick one? Uh, you pick one. Um, would you guys rather talk about mistakes or Rogers? Mistakes. I love mistakes. Okay. All right. So I think we've probably mentioned this before, but this is with the audience we're, we're, we're targeting here. A lot of newer, fresh faces in the market. I think this pertains to that. But it says a mistake each of you made early on in your card game career, buying, selling, reselling, etc. I'm still making it. And it's something that we talk a lot about. And actually, two people have brought it up to me that, Ryan, you've mentioned that have been incredibly helpful to people is you... Like, I think the best way to keep your pulse on things is to keep in the selling, like on the sell side. Like I, I have, I have a lot of cards when I look in my inventory yeah. that I have no attachment to that for some reason or another, like they might be up a little bit or even down or even flatlined that I have the utmost, like. Uh, Brady Bowman Chrome Nine. I have like twelve Michael Porter Jr. base prisms, and it's like, why? I believe in the Brady Nine the most. At what point is it like cool? Get the Brady. I, get the Brady. Like take your those that you like. It's take almost the wins like, off the table. Take the wins or even the flat lines. Eat the fees that I've paid in the transaction because I believe I'll make it up more on the Brady. Yeah. And it's almost like I'm getting in my own way because I like was all like MPJ is going to make me all this money. And it's like now I have this utmost belief over here, but I don't, you know, I need the funds to do it. And rather than like sitting, putting in the time, listing them, moving them and making the play, it's like you get complacent. And that uh, you have always meant like if you if you want the card later. Just go get the, it. The the flip the seven percent exchanges that you're making and making and making will pay up for it anyway. There are short term wins you can buy. Like people are looking to sell things at 75 percent eBay. Go buy those things. Flip the money. Flip the money. Flip the money. Repeat it. Buy safe assets like that. Those things are going to appreciate. Those things are not going down typically too much long term. Um, so yeah, I'll get into mine, but I want to hear lose first and see what Lou, what yeah, Lou thinks. Yeah, Ty, I think complacency. And also, like, being emotional about your cards is another one, too. Like, I made the yeah. biggest mistake of life ever, turning down $14,000 for a starter trio, and that was, like, dumb. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say the number, but that was mm-hmm. dumb. Like, I should have just mm-hmm. sold it. And I ended up trading it, right? Like, I got a LeBron 9, I got a Luka Choice 8, I got a Mahomes Optic, and now, I'm, and now it's just, like, I'm doing exactly what you guys are talking about. Like, just turn it over. I'm going to keep the yeah. LeBron, because the LeBron is a LeBron, but everything else is, like, see you later. Get it out, get <laughs> something else, shit like that. Yeah, the- as far as my mistake, I would say my mistake was uh, – I keep saying this over and over again, but like the um, 
intuition. Like the intuition was there for me and I and not I trusting knew it. your gut. Yeah, like the intuition was there and I knew it and I didn't act on it. One because I was like, oh, I don't want to spend this much money right now. That and like even as I said it out loud then, I was like, this is dumb. Like this is gonna work out. But it's just like the short term like risk taking I was not comfortable with at that point. Um and now it's just a matter of like making up the ground. And yeah, the and the, way possible. Uh, the Pokemon thing that you mentioned, I think is what what just hit me as like an insight, which I think is super important, is like if your if your mind is on like a, okay, I'm in this, I'm in a sweet spot. Meaning, I I I was right, I nailed it, right? Like I may, I saw it, I had a vision, I picked up the the card or cards, what have you, and now they're up and and they're the market's hot, right? I saw it before the market got hot. The market's hot. I have them on my desk. I'm looking at prices. But I think they might go another 10 or 15%. Like, don't get greedy because you know and you're on it. And then you get a bit greedy because you want to be more right. No one has ever gone broke making a profit. Yeah. And like the um, the things you can do with the profits you're taking, you have to consider that as well. That's exactly right. Because you get conflicted. You're like, I know I hit it. And then you like are like, uh, but I can be a little bit better. And then you you miss the window. I have a book or silver that because what I've realized is if you're going pretty much if you're going to the the I'll call it the pawn shop, the pawn shop, eBay sold listings to check the prices, then you don't really care blindly about that card to just own it. Right. If you're go- LeBron, like I checked the prices, but I'm not selling my LeBron. It's not going to be sold. I'm not looking at prices as a selling the book or silver. I was checking. I'm like, OK. I want to sell this thing. I want to sell this thing. And now he's a little bit cooled off. And rather than thinking, oh, it's going to get to 10K, I'll sell it when it gets to 10K. It's now around 5K. And I'm like, I want to sell it, but what's my play? And the play is going to be just move it. Because I'm even as I'm verbalizing this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make the dumb mistake that I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like, it's just like, let it go. Like, just deal it. Yeah. Just get it off your plate and take the money and do something else with it. Yeah. I'll get it. My my mistake. Uh, um, I've been pretty open about this. Is just trying to maximize every dollar, right? Like you you want to make a, a hunt. You know, double your money on everything you ever buy. Like you want to make a bunch of money off this, bunch of money off this, bunch of money off this. But that's not like you get so much further. Like giving other people, like hey, take a deal on this, take a deal on this, take a deal. I, I you know sell this. I'll take this money, put it elsewhere. Like Mike can't always says MC sports cards when we had him on, like you keep the emotion out of it and you just focus on the end goal. And then you work your way back from that and how you get there. It, it's so much easier. I mentioned this in shop the other day, but like I had a lot of like football is the sport I prefer to do the most. Like I, I prefer collecting that. And like the start of the season, I had a bunch of football stuff, right? I got a whole three row box of like QBs. It's like, couple Josh Allen's, a bunch of Sam Darnold. It's got some Haskins. It's got some, some Kyler, some Daniel Jones. Like think of all the guys in 2019 that were selling for a decent amount of money, right? The FOMO, the whole FOMO argument going into 29 season, 2019 season, Minshew, Daniel Jones, Locke, Kyler, Haskins. One of those guys, if you're lucky, sells for as much money now as they did back then. If you're lucky, Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like the, the FOMO thing is so real. Like everybody sells like they're going to be a hall of famer that price it like priced in, like, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker or Cameron Johnson or Kyle guy, like those dudes ain't, not, ain't, you know, 
those guys are lucky if they're ever all stars. Mm-hmm. They're likely not Hall of Famers at that. You know, at, at one one time all stars. Like it just where you're you're paying so much money for a guy that has had little career success. It's like if you just focus on the end goal. If 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 your intention is to flip, if you just focus on flipping, if you do that well enough. 10 years from now, if Cameron Johnson is the best basketball player in the last 10 years, you'll have made enough money to buy Cameron Johnson's best card. That's the argument that I would make. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it makes sense. And it goes to those those cycles, no matter how much you talk about them, no matter how much it's who's the next, there will always be a next guy. Always. Like, wait until Trevor Lawrence has rookie autos and w- see what happens with the luster around Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Tua and, you know, Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. Wait till Trevor Lawrence has cards and those guys will be second fiddle to Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Not saying it's right or deserved. People are obsessed with Justin Herbert. The second Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and uh, yeah. what's his name? Zach Wilson have their have their, have their optics out it's over oh. for for Justin Herbert I'm saying even contenders draft picks or prism draft yeah. picks come yeah. May when the the drafts on you're like 100%. Trevor Lawrence Urban Meyer it's crazy. you got you know Zach Wilson in a New York Jets uniform it's the same Trevor- settle down it's easy, the same thing easy, every easy. single time <laughs> We're talking about the exactly. talking about this, the is, Sean this happens uniform, every year people are going to pay a fortune you know uh Justin Fields is in an Atlanta Falcons uniform. Like, oh, man, like all the hype is going to build. And that stuff's going to dip, especially because I think the point that's taken here is COVID pushed football products way back. So we're not even to optics, select, contenders, you know, national treasures, flawless. We haven't even had the majority of these products come out. And you're three, four months away from 2021 stuff coming out. Like that will be very interesting to watch. When you've got, you know, optic and contenders and select coming out with a shorter resale or a shorter like time frame per se before the 21 stuff comes out. That's that's going to be interesting to watch. Can I ask you a question? Uh, and then I'll ask my question. Um, when you do a break for select, right? Uh, how does it work with the XRCs? Random. It's randomized. Yeah. Until they have a spot. Right. So like XQB1. Can't go to the you know, like can't go to the Jacksonville Jaguars until they select Trevor Lawrence. Right. So if if like select came out next week and you got XRC one, it's random to anybody in the break. You do it after the fact when it, if it comes out. You do it after the fact. So you rip the whole bog, you rip everything, and then any XRCs or Panini points left get randomized to anybody in the break. That's interesting. Yeah, I like love XRC. I think it's like select XRC is like the coolest thing. One of the coolest things. Agree. Around. It's super cool. Agree. All right. Love it. Can um, you go into real quick while we're on the subject? Yeah. Explain what what you just talked about. Explain yeah, the so XRC. Panini does a wonderful job with this, but what they do, uh, what Lou's talking about here is like select like twenty twenty is about to come out. I'd have Joe Burrow. I'd have Justin Herbert. Two. I'd have all those guys. What Panini does is they throw redemptions in there for next year's draft picks. So it's QBs, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defensive players. And it goes typically one through five. So QB one, QB two, you know, tight end one, two, three, four, five, wide receiver one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. And then what that does is that links to a, or that uh, correlates to a draft pick in the upcoming draft. So theoretically, let's assume it's going to happen, but QB one is, is, 
Trevor Lawrence. QB2, you could buy thinking it's, you know, the New York Jets taking Trevor, you know, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. You could speculate. But whenever that pick happens, Panini sends you that XRC of who that player aligns with. So they, you know, make them and then release them later in their NFL uniforms. It's typically one of the first, by the time Panini gets them to you, it's typically one of the first NFL jerseys out and it releases the prior year. Um, it, it's it's a really, really cool thing. They've got base, they've got tie-dye, they've at a 25, gold at a 10, black 101, and then they also have autographed versions as well. And those typically aren't tight end one, tight end two. Those are typically for the first five draft picks. So autograph one, autograph two, autograph three, autograph four, autograph five. Autograph five would be the fifth draft pick overall, regardless of who it is. So it's a little riskier there because those bring a premium. And you don't know if, you know, Pick five is going to be Suell, the offensive tackle for the Oregon, who ends up as a Bengal, or Justin Fields, you know, to the, you know, Lions who traded up or whatever and got the pick at five. So there's some yeah. risk in the autographs, whereas the other one's linked to a specific position. When I talk about it, I always use 2016 football as the example of how crazy it could be because, like, the Mahomes XRC is cost more than his base. It's like 11 grand right now for PSA 10. And he was QB two, right? So like you thought you were getting like you everyone's like, oh yeah, you exactly. Want, you want QB one, and then it ends up Mitch Trubisky or or like someone who got QB three got to Sean Watson. Like that's crazy. Yep, and that was the thing because I remember this when I thought Watson was going to end up being the second quarterback right. taken. So I'm like, ooh, I'll you know you go after Watson. You're because Watson was was National the guy champion. at the time. Exactly. So like you're going after Watson. So you're going. I'm going for QB two, and then it becomes Mahomes. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Especially because like was one Trubisky will be Trevor the Lawrence. clear cut one. No, he became he became the uh, the high end pick because he had like a good draft process. Draft process. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Mahomes at ten and Watson at fourteen. Yeah, that was the rule. It was always going to be the whole thing was like Deshaun is this like low uh, yeah. high floor prospect, blah, blah blah. And then the Chiefs were like, we're taking Mahomes, which is crazy. Anyway, all right. My question is, we'll keep it quick. This, we could just focus on Ryan for this one. What are you looking for as someone who's never graded before? What do you look at when you're getting ready to submit? And that question, let me pull up who that question is from. Beckett subgrades. Those the four things Beckett tells you they yeah. grade on. Yeah, explain that real right? quick. Yeah, so uh, as someone that grades mostly with PSA right now, I'll I'll give you kind of the things I'm looking for. So First thing is going to be eye appeal of the card. So you're looking at four subgrades on the card. You're looking for centering, edges, surface, and corners. So first thing I'm looking for, from what you can tell, like let's say Prism 2020 Joe Burrow base, is the card super off-centered? If it's super off-centered, I'm typically not expecting it to get a 10. Eye appeal won't end up making it a 10, so I'm looking at that first. Does it have a scratch? Does it have an indent? Any sort of mark on the surface um, that can't come off with a microfiber, like a fingerprint per se? Um, how do the corners look? Can you see white? Is there any sort of ding, any sort of crease on the corner area? You look there, and then you're looking for um, the edges, right? Any chipping around the edges, chipping being on paper cards or something like 1985 tops or 1971 baseball where they're all black borders. And if you see any white around the edges, that's common with those cards because they're all black borders, things like that. So typically I'm taking the four subgrades Beckett tells you edges, surface corners and uh, centering. And I'm seeing what those things look like on a card. And then what do you think is the hardest thing for someone who's new to get better at, at, observing centering. and noting mm -hmm. centering 
Yeah. Edges and corners are pretty straightforward. Surface is pretty straightforward. Centering is the thing that's hard. Yeah. Top to bottom, side to side. Yep, you get enough light and you know a magnified lamp, which is what I use. You, you can see a lot of the things like that would be like factory defects, like a like a indent, a a bump, a ding, a scratch, something like that. You can see if there's any dings on corners. You can see how the edges look. You can see those things. The centering is just how the card was printed. That's not necessarily something that could be controlled by like a, a human. That's a computer printing those. Um, so I think that's the toughest thing where most people miss is how the card is centered. Again, you know, if you've got a card in the back, it's it's easy to miss fingernail-like indents. It happens all the time. That's one thing we see a lot, um, especially on backs of cards where there's a lot of text and like different colors, um, things like that. Um, but yeah, centering is is the the most obvious miss. Yeah, and I think on centering also, a lot of people initially, the immediate is left, right. And then there's also yes. like- top for sure 100 percent. especially with prism 2020 a lot of the prism 2020 is off left or right but if it looks good left right a lot of people miss the top to bottom let me show you a top to bottom mess up on a on a 2020 prism look at the top to bottom on that look how yeah you can see it's thicker and yeah down here is way thicker yep and then also it's not always as, it's not as that's a good point though it's like prism's a great example this year because there's borders around the card it's not always obvious yep. like if you look they at made mosaic it, they actually basketball, made it like low-key kind of easy to tell <laughs> exactly yeah. look at mosaic basketball there's a rookie logo and then there's the text of the player's name you have to check the space from top to bottom on those to try to get an idea most people are like how the hell do you tell centering on this card there's no borders that's so you got to look you know for different funny? ways bowman also did that has borders I wonder if there's any thought on their end about that, about making grading a little bit easier. On the 2018, also there's they uh, on the prism. There's the three lines on either side, mm-hmm. right? And you can kind of like go off the three lines. Yeah. Yep, you're looking at the top lines on the left, left lines on the right. Yeah. Um, so and with Pokemon for sure, the top bottom is a big thing. Do you ever find centering might be clean on the front of a card and off on yes. the back of a card? Yes. And now, and again, uh, PSA talks about that on their website too. That's what I notice a lot with Pokemon is miscut on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, we notice that a lot, but yeah, it's it's like LeBron. One card that's notorious for it. I own a couple of them. Is 0405 second year tops Chrome LeBrons. They're super super. A lot of them look really good on front, but the backs are way 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 miscut. I'll try to get a picture where we can post. Um, but the backs on the LeBron tops Chromes are way miss. Like they're way 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 off off on on centering um so that's one that's that's overlooked a lot all right cool all right so real quick before we go let's get into latest launch so there are some big products coming out this week Uh, the biggest one is going to be contenders football this is a staple product for the football brand. I think it's worth talking about this and what this is going to look like because this does come out this Friday. Um, rookie ticket on card autos of Herbert Burrow, uh, Tua, Hertz, Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins, Taylor. There's a lot. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. Um, so wanted to kind of get your guys' take on on this as a staple product of football and, and what you think about it. Um, I'm very interested to watch breaks. I want to see, I, I, the thing I look for a lot now when I watch breaks is like hit rates and like what comes out because with the way that they're printing stuff now, 
and especially with football product where there's a lot of like random little stuff in there i like seeing how hits come out so i'm very interested to see it yeah i think the for the first time like the week between the conference championships and the finals and the super bowl not the finals it's called the super bowl not the finals in the nfl um there's going to be so much card chatter that juice yeah. and like it, that for from a breaking perspective like that product with that timing and that alignment coming up is i think just going to be bonkers are we going to buy a box as card talk pod are we going to buy something interesting in dallas and rip it for fun yeah One, we gotta get something percent. like fire i will have cases of contenders first off the line maybe we'll bring one of those oh yes. boy um also right not a case not a case <laughs> we're not ripping a whole damn case definitely not, not happening prism epl gonna be big yeah can i i have a lot of talk people asking i have a lot yeah but i have a lot of people right a lot of people man i got three phone calls last week asking for cases there you go soccer folks yeah gonna heard be it popular here. It a lot of people be have big. been asking and you know why it's big it's gonna be massive for people buying it for their sons and ripping on a weekend. Young kids, I'm telling you, are watching Premier League on Saturday and Sunday mornings more than anyone recognizes. Lou. You know who's not watching it? Lou. Because he doesn't <laughs> know where to find it. Wait, yo, Ty, who texted us this weekend being like, is Lou watching? Da-da-da? And I was like, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yep, United Liverpool Sunday. Oh, uh, man, big, they got Fortnite skins now. You saw that? What's that? They got Fortnite skins now. Who has four night skins? Prism. Uh, Prism. Uh, Premier, Premier League? League. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. That's, yeah. I love Got that. Announced today. I love All right, that. we'll post the rest of the upcoming releases for latest launch on Card Talk on Instagram. So make sure you guys check that out. But that is all we got for this week, guys. We'll see you next week, and then it's Dallas. Yeah. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen, and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.